Fierce Fan Media. <laughs> Birth might have been the only thing I was prepared for. Like, <laughs> and probably not. You just got pushed out. No, in fact, I was butt first, so I got cut out. <laughs> we're butt first Face in the wrong direction every yeah not even feet first butt first huh oh so you came out like this make like... an entrance I know. in a pike position <laughs> came out twerking <laughs> good morning hi everyone we are two days late because we don't always have our shit together. I know that's a super big surprise to our listeners. Um, but we do have a special guest here today. We are being joined by mine and Julie's mom. So we'll, we'll try to try to tone it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. She knows who we are, like fundamentally. <laughs> uh, all right. So, oh, I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. I'm Erin, the kiki girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. I'm Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so much gusto with that one. Yeah. All right. This morning, because we're recording at 9.36 a.m. California time, um, I am drinking Corbell champagne. Why? Because it's not going to give me a headache and it's cheap. Nice. Yeah. Good reason. Ten ninety nine at Trader Joe's, which is like two dollars cheaper than everywhere else. I miss Gloria Ferrer Method Sonoma Brute. I don't know something. Something that got left here at the wedding. I don't even know if I bought it, but um, and fruit Tropicana fruit punch because I didn't have orange juice. <laughs> oh, we were gonna put orange juice in it. Yeah, no. I felt oh. like I needed to. Yeah. Oh, that's that's on me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. My situation is v fancy. Um, I have just a Chandon Brute and Evolution Fresh Organic Pure Orange. Whoa, <laughs> she's always so bougie. You know, bougiest of uh, of mimosas. The last one she had glitter. I know she put know. glitter in, and then she I dumped it out. It this time because the orange juice makes the glitter not visible, so or else it would have had glitter. Stacy, you're <laughs> drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Erin, uh, I'm just uh, so yesterday I was hungover, <laughs> so today I'm not drinking. I'm I'm so I'm sober as a judge. <laughs> I know, I I know. It's it's Love not that. cool, but I literally <laughs> it was one of the worst hangovers of my whole life yesterday. Aaron's and getting old. I didn't get it, and I didn't get an IV. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. It was not not cool. But Hair so I'm, I'm Aaron. Hair I well, it no. I think yesterday I would have died. I'm not. I'm not lying. I was so hurting. It was not cool. They just like, opened up an IV place up the street from my house, and I've been tempted. Does yeah. it work? Yeah, like, I had it in I would in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> I got really, uh, really fucked up in Vegas, and I the next day I was like, I'm going to die. And our friend was like, I do this all the time, 
like not all the time, but whenever she's feeling bad, she'll go get an IV. She's like, it literally helps tremendously. And I was like, no. And she was like, no, I promise you, if you, if you want to get one, I'll help you find one. So we found a traveling one that came to the hotel room and I I got it. And it was amazing. It's an actual store that has like, you can get like immune boosts and all this stuff. We do that one too. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. And I would, if I didn't, I didn't know how much it was here in Vegas, it was expensive, but here I probably wouldn't pay as much, but I didn't have the capacity to drive myself yesterday. Like (laughs) I was like really hurting. So, so does it take away like the headache and nausea? Everything. I I felt like a completely different person afterward. It instantly hydrates you. Yeah, you're hydrated. I had Zofran on board, so I was no longer nauseated. They gave me a headache medicine, headache gone. I got an immune boost, so I was felt great. I had all these ox- antioxidants in me. I felt like I could like take on the world. I was like, yeah, Hercules. So you could just drink every day and go, and go get a thing. Yeah, and then I just yeah, started drinking again. Rich. And I, they were like, yeah, you can start drinking again. Actually, we encourage oh, you to have at least a couple of beverages. And I was like, really? They're like, yes, they you need to, to get something in your IV. Yeah, they want you to get it another time, but they gave you they gave you this pill. I think it's kind of like a charcoal pill that you take before you start drinking, and you feel great the next day too. And I did. It was amazing. That is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't cool that I got so up that I was that hungover that I needed an IV. I'm not proud of that, but. In a pinch, rally, it did work. Like a <laughs> I rallied. Is it vitamin B? It was all any vitamin you could think of. <laughs> Put it in me. I'm vitamin D, vitamin B, vitamin C. It was everything. But it was like an up boost of vitamin B12. So like my energy went through the roof. I was like, I could have lifted a car. Like I felt great. I felt great. I would have, if you're ever going to actually try to lift a car, I'm going to need someone to document that for us. Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Lift with your knees. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't happen. I'll just well, I'm with mom, and we are drinking mimosas that I also, to, you know, st- stay true to myself, I just took a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I'm just drinking, I'm drinking Cook's champagne and orange juice. Yeah, there we go. Nice. That's what we're doing. I'm drinking that too. But. I love it. I have I have a four year old pressed against the side of my face right now, so that's. I know. But he still can't get. Okay, you don't need to hear. We're recording. But he can't Okay, your breath also rank. Okay, I'm gonna be real honest. Your breath so is accurate a lot. for a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> your breath is a lot. Okay, Link, stop. Okay. He was hungover all day yesterday too. So. It's not. Recording. I am recording. <laughs> okay, so first thing we're going to talk about is, gosh, Link, it's holy cow. Parenting. Parenting. <laughs> why? You should, why it's not for you? <laughs> first topic: birth control. <laughs> why my tubes are tied? <laughs> Uh, all right, so Kevin McCarthy <laughs> finally was able to obtain his Speaker of the House title. You guys. The, the concessions he made in order to be the next Nancy Pelosi are insane. So essentially, 
for those of you that aren't aware, for the first time in 100 years, we've had to take multiple votes for the next Speaker of the House. Um, like multiple. I think it took up to what, 17 rounds? 15. 15? 15. Okay. So yeah. 15 rounds to actually elect a Speaker of the House this time. Um, the Some of the feedback you would have heard about it online is that like someone nominated Trump, blah, blah, blah. You actually don't have to be a sitting member of the House of Representatives to be nominated or to be Speaker of the House. That's not explicitly defined in the Constitution. So the nomination of Trump could have actually come to fruition. Although I think he was doing it just to be a prick because, I mean, Matt Gates, right? Like, meh. No, uh, so, well, he's your but, rep. You know, Matt I know. Gates. Not mine. Florida's. Not Hillsborough. Right. Yeah. We'll oh, take Katie Porter. Right you can have Matt Gates. Uh, I would Matt much rather Katie in, Porter thinks. Other people were <laughs> running around with him on the phone in between that 14th and 15th round. So he's still pulling strings over there. So one of the stipulations for uh, the five that did not want to vote for Kevin McCarthy uh, to actually bring him into office was that at any time, uh, any Republican member of the House of Representatives can call for a vote of no confidence. Everything grinds to a halt in the House of Representatives, which means no bills can get passed, nothing can get done, nothing. No one can be read in on, uh, you know, security briefings, anything that's going on internationally. Like everything has to stop, and we have to do this all over again. The funny it, part of it is they got it negotiated that it only takes five. One. Well, but the first time, and then that right, was right. number of holdouts, and it was like, okay, so. Who's really like Kevin McCarthy might be the Speaker of the House, but Matt Gates is running shit over there. Mm -hmm. Like a thousand. Which is disgusting. It's disgusting. He's such yeah. a disgusting human being. So I is he even human? Did you guys, you guys didn't watch it, huh? I stopped I after it. like eight. Yeah. Nine. We, yeah. Emily yeah. and I on Friday night, we ended up putting the um putting that one on when it turned on. And you guys are wild over there. I know, I was just going to say. Wild. Wild Woo! Friday night here. <laughs> oh my God. And then, no, not so it was a little spicy. <laughs> um, with Jake Tapper, my boyfriend. And so um, it was so funny watching it because Kevin McCarthy came into that 13th vote so smug. Like, he had it in the bag. This was going to be the thing. And then it was actually Biggs, I think, was the first one that was supposed to vote present and voted other. So if you vote for somebody else, it still counts that vote towards the threshold of what McCarthy needed. If you vote present, then it, it diminishes by that number of votes. So they had it all worked out so that they get the certain number of um, present votes. And then like Matt Gates and and uh, Lauren Boebb. Lauren Boebert could still vote other. And that was like the very first thing that happened because Matt Gates was very clear in his like, you don't deserve this. I will never vote for you. And, and so once that changed the tide a little bit, watching Kevin McCarthy's demeanor change. Well, let's, let's pause for a second and talk about why the five that we're holding out hate Kevin McCarthy so much. Cause it's real easy to like jump on that bandwagon and be like, yeah, he's, he's Kevin McCarthy's awful, right? Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's one of the worst. Oh my God. God. Every time. So <laughs> the reason that these five were holding out on him is because after January 6th, after the insurrection, Kevin McCarthy, who was still part of Republican leadership at the time, 
got up and said, this is Trump's fault. Like Mm -hmm. Trump needed to tell them to go home. He needed to take responsibility for this. We would not have had this insurrection had Trump handle it better. That is the reason that these five are refusing, were refusing to vote with him. So it's kind of frustrating when you see like a lot of people being like, yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd find myself agreeing with Matt Gates. Oh yeah. Do, Do you know why he's doing this? It's because Kevin McCarthy for a moment had the clarity to be like, yes, this is Trump's fault that this happened. He's inciting violence. He's inciting, you know, rebellion, treason, like all of this stuff. He stood up to him for a second. He backtracked. Yeah. He didn't vote for him to be impeached. He completely backtracked on it and like a little bitch that he is. But that is the reason that they were all holding out this vote. Right. And I am in no way supporting Matt Gates. Totally. I wasn't I saying you I just credit where credit is due because, man, did he, he very swiftly become the ringleader of the Republican Party. And so it was funny to watch, obviously, then that vote fail. And then just watching the implosion of the Republican Party in that 10, 15 minutes or whatever it was, because they had like 11 minutes to vote and it looked pretty like to adjourn because that's what Matt Gates wanted, adjourn, adjourn until Monday and like see what more he could get. Um, and during that time when they were voting on adjourning is when Trump was on the phone and Trump was talking to Biggs. He was talking to... Crane, he was talking to like all of these people to get them to to change votes and to do all kinds of stuff and watching that. And then the one guy from is he from Arkansas or Alabama? The one who had to get like pulled back by the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was funny. I don't I don't know. He's it's an A state. Yeah, just watching that happen was like, oh no, they are <laughs> literally imploding right now. And so like that watching fun. that whole process and then the desperation. Like in Kevin McCarthy's face when he's there, like, cause CNN was smart enough to just turn the cameras on that conversation between Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates, and Matt Gates is like body language of the, like, I'm not voting for you. Like you can keep coming up here and offering everything you want, but I'm not going to vote for you. Oh my ah. chef's kiss on that whole situation. And then the desperation with which Kevin McCarthy ran up front to change his vote to no to adjourn to do it one more time. The, the other concerning thing is the concessions that were made, like, it, yeah. it's insane. They put Marjorie Taylor Greene is on the rules committee now, which means uh, that, yeah, uh, like, I, I don't think people fully understand, like, the implicate. I know we all got a good laugh of, like, Katie Porter sitting in the audience reading the book of, like, the subtle art of not giving funny. a fuck. Yeah. And, and I mean, to be fair... There's nothing the Democrats in the House can do, right? Like it's the we don't have the majority. They the Republicans have the majority by four people. Like there, there's nothing we can do. But the implications of some of of Kevin McCarthy being as hamstrung or neutered dog like as he is in these circumstances is going to put a lot of the very worst of the Republicans in off in in committees that make a huge impact, like. No one, no one on this podcast, and I'm sure no one that listens to us likes Mitch McConnell. I mean, you all hear us talk about him like he has a dick in his mouth, right? Like, blah, 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 blah. but I'll tell you what, no one pushes Mitch McConnell around. He's not putting people on committees and stuff that he doesn't want on committees. That is not the case with Kevin McCarthy. And we're about to see two years of absolute shit show with Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene all sitting on these committees that decide the fate of our democracy. Right. And that's the thing, like those holdouts were all the ones yep. just 
defending the insurrection and saying it wasn't a big deal and it was just tourists and and now marjorie taylor green is like posting selfies of her and and kevin mccarthy i'm oh, just like she jumped that onto kevin mccarthy's boat so fast i, I Sinking just can't boat. stand her and it's so interesting to see like even lower i i don't follow either one of them on twitter but because i constantly tweet shut up back to them whenever they tweet whatever they tweet it doesn't matter what it is i just reply, that's just so up. Aaron. take that yeah <laughs> yeah i don't care i get a lot of likes that's all i get a lot of likes i get a lot of likes so um i i, I see their posts all the time now on my on my uh feed which i hate but whatever um like lauren bobert a is the dumbest human being on the planet like i don't i don't understand at all how she has gotten to where she's at. It is absolutely ridiculous. It is infuriating. It's disgusting. I hate it. That being said, um, she, like her and Marjorie Taylor Greene are so getting shit from their constituents because of this. Like, because they have now voted for Kevin McCarthy, like they are getting shit now too because so many Trumpers voted for these people you know, and now they're voting for someone who at first said it was Trump's fault. Like, so it's just interesting to see the shift in the Republican Party. Like, we've all known it's been there, but it's never been so apparent. As like, usual, they're the dog that caught their tail. Like, Lauren yeah. Boebert, she, she's in a district in Colorado that Trump won by nine points in the general election, and she only won her seat by 500 votes. Right. Like, they already don't like her. It, right. It's just insane that she still walks around. They, but they do this every time. As soon as they get a little bit of power, they can't get their shit together. Like mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi's hard and fast rule. If you like her, don't like her, like whatever, she's not taking a vote unless she knows how every person is voting. Like she's not calling, th she needs to know for a fact. Like they've had weeks to work this out. The fact that they humiliated themselves by going up there 15 different times and taking a vote is insane this has well, not happened since 1923 not even yeah. that they humiliated themselves they humiliated everybody because one of the things that i didn't think of is on the third they should have elected a speaker and then they swear everyone in right mm -hmm. like that's how it works mm -hmm. all of those freshman members their families have been there mm -hmm. since the third waiting for their family members to get sworn in so i'm not sure if you noticed like in the gallery and even on the floor there were children there there were like watching this shit show unfold almost evolve devolve into fisticuffs on the house floor like there yeah. were children yeah it's you sad know, what i noticed this morning and i i only remember her last name i don't remember her first name Mace senator southern southern carolina south carolina Mace, she was on face the nation this morning mm. Um, and she, she's a Republican, but she was, she was talking about, um, the, you know, she said like, there's as many independents and Democrats as there are Republicans in my district. And so I am trying to like be the voice for all of them. And she was like, I, I think my point is she's very uh, like, She's very on the fence, and I think there's probably a few Republicans out there that are very on the fence as whether they're still like hardcore Republicans anymore with, yeah. the, with the way things have unfolded in the last 
couple of years and especially the last year because she was very like, well, no, I agree with this. I don't agree with that. I agree with this. I don't agree with that. And, you know, she actually sided with Democrats on a few things. And so I, so I just I think it's interesting. I feel like the Republican Party really is sort of crumbling in some some ways. Um, there's still going to be those, you know, hardcore Trumpsters that are going to be all about, you know, Trump and Trump is the best thing to ever happen to the world. But the, the uneducated rednecks. Right. But I, I do believe and she was a very well spoken, what like very informed young female that was, you know, explaining how, you know, but I don't she, like she talked about she was asked about, you know, abortion and Roe versus Wade and all this. And she said, you know, I think there needs to be a compromise on that. I don't think it should be all, you know, pro-abortion or, or no, you know, either way. She said there needs to be a compromise. She says, I'm a victim of rape myself. And I would, you know, I would like there to be a compromise, you know, God forbid, had I gotten pregnant from that, you know, there needs to be more, mm -hmm. There needs to be, it shouldn't be black and white. Like right now, the Republicans are trying to make it. It's black and white. It's strictly, you know, no abortion ever. And um, so it was just interesting to listen to her. I was, while Julie was out doing whatever she was, I was listening to her on Face the Nation, which I never watch. <laughs> but she, she happened to be up there talking. And I thought, huh, you know, that was just nice to hear. And she's, she's a Republican. But, I, and so I started thinking, I, you know, I feel like with the way, like as hard as it was to get McCarthy elected and blah, 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 but there's people that, um, Republicans that are kind of questioning their, their loyalty to the Republican party because it's become so, so far right wing. Yeah. Extremism is, extremism doesn't, it doesn't bode well for the people that have more moderate or consensus viewpoints or even i would go as far as to say like common sense especially if you're right. talking about an individual who they're not only work most in most congressional districts and most senatorial districts they they don't only have one side voting right. now sure some places right. in deep kentucky or if you're talking about like san francisco or whatever you're going to be partisan right but the majority of the country you're going to have a mixture of all types of people. And right. you saw it with Lauren Boebert is a perfect example of what you're saying, mom, because she went so far right. She ended up losing those independents. Right. She didn't get any democratic votes. And you saw her, mm -hmm. she, she only won by 500. If this had been right. a presidential election where more people turned out, she wouldn't be sitting in that seat right now. Like, right. It, it's, it's just bananas and I think you're right. I think you're watching the Republican Party. That's what I meant by like they they eat, catch their tail. Like they they're they're crumbling because this type of extremism is not sustainable. It's just not because the majority of people aren't extremists. Right in either direction. Right. Like it should. Right. It should be. You know. I mean, there always has to be compromise. Like it. it it's not. And I I highly resent. And honestly, I'm registered as an independent. I'm not either. But I clearly lean more towards Democrat than I do Republican. But, um, I, you know, I feel like attacked almost when, you know, the Republicans are, oh, yeah, the damn leftists or whatever. But then I also don't like when then the Democrats say, oh, yeah, the damn right wing, da, da, da. It's like, no, stop it. <laughs> we need to like, come yeah. to common ground here. 
Like we're, we're still yeah. all in one country and one and trying to live our best lives. All of us, you know, we don't have to yeah. be so, so hateful towards each other. And I think that's what really bothers me the most is that, you know, Republicans just hate the Democrats and Democrats hate the Republicans. It's like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> you know what, too? I think I could have <clears throat> like, respected the whole situation even more if I felt like Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates were doing what they thought was best for the Republican Party, but they were each just doing what was best for each of them to get the most power. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the thing, yeah. right? Because if you're a Republican, I'd be pissed that he gave so much stuff away. You know, like right. it just it doesn't it didn't benefit anybody except for Kevin McCarthy decided right. he wanted to be the Speaker of the House. And it exactly. didn't matter that that wasn't the best thing for the Republican Party. He was going to do anything right. in his power to get in that position. Right. That's yeah. all he wanted is to get in that position. He was going to give away the bank to get in that position. Right. Well, that's because we're seeing the, the result of Trumpism now has superseded Trump himself, right? Like, it no longer matters if Trump is affiliated with this movement. Trumpism exists in our culture, in our world, in our purview. And along with Trumpism comes this, the reason, one of the reasons that made him so popular was because he's a huge proponent of like that rugged individualism that Republicans are so obsessed with, that whole pick yourself up by the bootstraps and the government isn't going to help you, even though the majority of them are on government assistance. And like, they're... <laughs> <laughs> they love a police force, which is one of the most socialized practices that we have in this country. Like that, that this rugged individualism is what you see taking shape when you have situations like Kevin McCarthy only doing what's good for Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates only doing what's good for Matt Gates. Like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene being on committees where their only objective is to like halt progress and stop everything until they get their way isn't good for anyone. Republicans, Democrats, independents, it doesn't matter. It's not right. good for anyone. And that is going to continue to happen. And the sad thing is they're doing it, you know, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face because they're not going to get anything accomplished because right. they are not willing to, to budge on anything. You saw it with, you see it with gun control. You see it with abortion rights access, like that whole, I understand what that woman was saying that there needs to be exceptions. And this is why they lost so much support is because so many of them were saying there are no exceptions for abortion. Right. And that's just categorically untrue. Exactly. Now I'm a huge proponent in the middle ground is mind your business and let people do what they want and trust women to make exactly. decisions that are best for them. But mm -hmm. I can understand if your party is pushing the ideal that no, there has to be like 15 weeks, 16 weeks, whatever. I don't support that outlook. Right. But I understand what they're saying. But this zero sum, which yeah. we've talked on here a gazillion times, turns people off because we all know someone who's been in a situation where we're like, well, no, that wouldn't have been good for them because they were that they had a, a, a medical pregnancy issue that like this child was going to be, you know, born without you know, whatever, a, a brain stem or whatever it is. We all know someone that's been in a situation where these legal rights have been imperative to not only their health, but the success of their family and just their overall well-being in this country. And right. to approach everything like a hammer right. isn't helpful. In in stark contrast, did you guys watch Hakeem Jeffries' speech? Yeah. Oh, yes. It was so good. Like, 
of his it when he got to about L, I was like, oh, we're going through the whole alphabet. This is just buckle up, yeah, right? That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was my, so good. My favorite highlights from that. Well, I'll just read the little part, like the alphabet part in case people didn't watch it. But he said, House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult. That was like the first one where I was Love like, it. oh, okay. <laughs> um, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, justice over judicial overreach, knowledge over kangaroo courts, liberty over limitation, Maturity over Mar-a-Lago, normalcy over negativity, opportunity over obstruction, people over politics, quality of life issues over QAnon, reason over racism, substance over slander, triumph over tyranny, understanding over ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia, xenophobia, yes we can over you can do it, and zealous representation over zero-sum confrontation. And I wow. Like, yep. I got the chills. Got the chills. I love it. I know. It was it's so amazing so to good. hear. Well, I it's just it. really nice to hear such well-spoken politicians when I feel like most of the time, so many of the sound bites come from idiots, right? Mm -hmm. Like they come from like these stupid uh, Republicans, unfortunately, that like it's like why are you saying that like none of what you're saying makes any sense and doesn't come from anywhere but just your opinion that's not what this my, is my speech writer wrote it for me <laughs> <laughs> right 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 well and that's it's why just, it was like it's unfortunate and it's amazing hakeem jeffrey's speech right and then kevin mccarthy gets in there and i thought okay well let's see what happens here by the 11th time he said the word china in the first three minutes i turned it off what yeah. It, it's also because I think everyone, even the Republicans, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about common sense conservatives, not the Republican parties that exist under Trump, right? Like I'm talking about people who hold conservative values as an important part of their identity. That's who I'm talking about. And I mean, traditional conservative values, like the Republicans that we all grew up with, our grandparents, our parents, like yeah. whatever, Old that's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. And the identity politics has gotten so out of control with, with the extremists that it's just, it's draining to people. And like my mom said, it's exhausting to watch because the, the idea that they're going in there now and they're still beating the drums of abortion in China when we are in an unprecedented, in the, at least in the last 50 years, amount of inflation worldwide, not just the United States, but inflation access. We're being hammered by climate change right now all over the world, okay? We're trying to fill this gap right now where we're trying to, to, to close the two ends where our technology isn't quite to the point where we can be like zero emission. We can be sustainable. We're like, we're trying to do all of these things that are important. You have people that live in, live and grew up in areas that now they can't afford houses in. And it's not because I'm so tired of, of hearing like, well, there's one job for every, or there's two jobs for every one person on unemployment. That's great. But it doesn't matter if that job doesn't feed their family. Right. Like, if you can't pay your bills and you can't put food on your family's table, it doesn't matter if there's another job you can get in this idea that we'll just go get two and three jobs 
to support your family just doesn't exist. And this callback to the 1950s of, well, you know, back when my grandparents were around, my dad worked as like, whatever, a uh, uh, a light salesman and could have, and could support our six, my, my six brothers and sisters and have a house and two cars. Those things don't exist anymore. And that is what people care about. They're tired of hearing about China. They're tired of hearing about abortion. They're, They're tired, tired of hearing about, about gay people. Millennials need to just stop buying iced coffee. They, That's not a millennial's problem. Millennials they problem. want you to fix their actual problems. Right. And, they and the, reading an entry-level job and they all have $300,000 worth of... Well, and listen, I'm not saying that people should also, in the contrast, I'm not saying that like, oh, once you graduate college, you should just expect to come out of the gate making $90,000 a year. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying that people don't have to pay their dues and don't have to start at the bottom and don't have to work their way up. I'm saying the reason that people don't want to do that anymore is because they don't see a path to ever even reaching the point where they're not worried about their day-to-day bills and expenses. And I don't mean two-week vacations in Bali. I mean, even being able to take off work for the weekend and go visit family or friends. Like, this is, it's just unobtainable. And I think you're finally starting to see the people that hold traditional conservative values be fed up with it. And you're starting to see the outcome of it. The other problem, though, is Democrats also need to be really cognizant of that. And not everything for them is identity politics. Like, yes, I agree that we should be protecting trans kids 100 percent. And yes, I agree that we need to be fighting for women's rights and women's reproductive rights. Obviously, I believe that. And yes, I believe that we should be fighting for gun control 100 percent. Also, We need to be focusing on people being able to afford rent, be able to get into houses. We need to not be fucking Mm -hmm. talking about bailing out banks again. Like there's all of these Mm -hmm. other things that need to take place too, but we're at a complete stalemate in this country because our perspectives are so far on opposite ends of the spectrum that the middle ground, the middle ground is like what oh they're talking about cutting entitlements now for like social security and medicare and so what now we're going to have to see our parents that are getting ready for retirement age lose thousands of dollars a month and not being able to survive like it's those kinds of things their their knee-jerk reaction is to cut entitlements and to cut medicaid and cut medicare and to cut social security and it's just they're they're cutting off their nose to spite their face and i'm so burnt out by it i'm so burnt out yeah it's just it's hard too because it it feels and it's obviously because i think differently but it just feels it feels so like what are you doing what can't you see that most of americans don't want what you're what you're spitting out most americans don't want that even people that have voted for them don't necessarily want well, that and here's the problem erin <clears throat> And it's because most people aren't like plugged into the news the way that like necessarily I am or Dempsey is or or you are like, so they're going to do something like cut. So they did it with the Trump's Trump tax cuts. Okay. What they did was they set up a plan. So like the first year of the Trump tax cut, some people saw like, oh, they saved $20 or $50. Some people saved a thousand, you know, but I don't know if anyone's noticed as time has gone on, now you're owing more in taxes. And mm-hmm. what happens? Democrats are in office. So people immediately are because they're not going back and actually looking at the bill and seeing that right. they had this set up from the beginning when they passed it. They're going to cut Social Security and Medicare 
and they're going to set it up on a, on a sliding scale so that one, once it starts affecting it, it's not going to be them in office and they'll be able to blame whoever they want for social security getting cut for your mom or dad, not being able to afford their medication for all of a sudden, all this care health care that they need is, is costing you extra because this is what they do. They're, they're constantly as easy and like plain as it sounds, they're constantly playing politics with people's lives and they get away with it because people vote for the letter next to their name instead of what they've actually stated. Like you take Matt Gates, Matt Gates is guilty of sex trafficking and sleeping with minors. He paid a 16 year old girl through Venmo. Mm -hmm. Fucking Venmo. There's records of it. And and he's stupid. And that man is still sitting in office because he has a fucking R next to his name. Yep. And Mm -hmm. he's controlling the entire Republican party as we speak. Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is complicit in an entire sex ring that was abusing college age students in a locker room. And he's still sitting there. Marjorie yep. Taylor green quite possibly set off a bomb. <laughs> like as yeah. a, a political act of political yeah. terrorism, like yeah. M- Lauren Boebert has said to get rid of the constitution and put in Christian law. They're all still yeah. sitting in office. Yeah. All of them. It's fucking bananas. Very powerful in the house right now. Mm -hmm. Well, like Lauren Boebert's husband exposed himself to minors. Yep. Like all still sitting in office. All still sitting there. I'm tweeting every couple of minutes, just tweeting. And I, I just, I don't know how to make people care anymore. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's honest. The only, the only way to care. And like you've said it, and Stacy, you've said it. You got to start small. Start in your local governments. Start. Remember to fucking vote every time you're allowed to vote. Go fucking vote. Be an informed voter. Educate yourself. And remember that in today's day and age, this two-party system is really no longer. Yeah. You have to know who you're voting for and what they stand for instead of just going in there and being like, "Oh, I voted. I voted for because I'm a Republican. I voted for Republicans." No. Stop. Don't vote Democrat just because you're a Democrat. Vote vote for the person because that's what really ultimately it is now. And I tell you something, if, don't if, fucking get it. If there was a common sense Republican that came up that I supported, I'd vote for them. Right. I know I know Stacy's <laughs> like, no, I wouldn't, but <laughs> well, it would be difficult. It would be difficult to trust anyone that is I, I i feel i feel bad about saying that but it would, well i don't feel bad I, I don't trust republicans so it would have to be someone who wasn't running as a republican because in my mind it would be so easy to they get pulled in and then they would get talked to and then they would get you know wined and dined by whoever and then the trump and then all of a sudden they're changing their their everything and i'm like well, shit, why the fuck did I vote for you? Now you're not who I voted for. You know what? That's really true, Aaron, because I take that back. I voted for registered Republicans before for local positions yeah. because they don't, they're not partisan. Oh, yeah. I don't mean nationally. Like, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nationally. I, I, okay. Yeah. 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 Then, yeah, I have 100%. I voted for mayors and council members that I know are registered Republicans. Yep. But what they're doing isn't partisan. Right. Yes. They right. care about their community. Right. Well, that's they're not having to follow along with the demagogues. Right. Yeah. 
there's there it was I found it so interesting that like every time I turned around, I mean, and I know Democrats were using this to kind of gain some some you know position a little bit by saying like they're the Republicans aren't just doing this to themselves, they're doing it to the American people. And it was so true, and it still rings true. And even when like Hakeem Jeffries got up there and started talking about the American people, we are here for the American people. We are American people. We're here for the American people, period. Like, and then you turn around, you hear fucking Kevin McCarthy talking out his bunghole. Like, it's just, it's just yeah, absolutely China insane to and- me. Yeah, it's just, it's just so crazy to me. Like, make America great. Okay, fine. Then fucking focus on America and Americans. And remember who the fuck put you there. You we need, we like need 30 more. It's a mayor I can, not a mayor I can't. <laughs> we need 30 more Katie Porters is what we need. Oh my God. Her Honestly. Listen, and- I know AOC is not everyone's cup of tea. I like AOC. I, I know her. she's not yeah. everyone's cup of tea, but I feel like Katie Porter could get the support of independence and some yeah. moderate republicans aoc that video i agree with them you. like her and was it her and elon omar oh my god yeah like watching this when fight break out with yes her. i she, am here anytime the smile anytime <laughs> katie porter pulls out her whiteboard i'm like there's about to be some good shit right here yeah. right <laughs> there's about right. to be some and good it's, shit it's very funny because i started following somebody on tiktok and i forget who. well she was. also still drives her old ass minivan right like she's I been in it. office for like <laughs> six years now and still drives Everyone's her old ass minivan mom. yeah i love 100 percent but I started following, um, hold on, let me look, on TikTok. Um, he's a freshman member. Oh, Jeff Jackson. He's from North Carolina. And his his TikTok is phenomenal, especially, like, going through all of this kind of, like, as an outsider and talking about, like, committee assignments and what they mean. And so he was talking about the um, the process of getting an office for freshman members. And so before you're sworn in, they do a lottery and then the where you rank in the lottery is the number at which you get to choose from all of the shitty offices that are available for freshman members that no one else wants. And so he said it's ridiculous by the time they get to your number, you have like five minutes to decide what office you want to take. And they're all they're spread out in different buildings. So they're like running around and trying to get these things. But the funny part is, you can't move into your office until you're sworn in. No. So, so they go through this whole process. They are all expecting like January 3rd, they're going to move into their offices after they got sworn in. No. Nope. So every freshman member had no office to go to this whole time they were waiting to get sworn in. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a better group of people, but, I guess. But if you're looking yeah. for just kind of like a regular guy, Follow Jeff, it's Jeff Jackson NC. Um, and he does have some really interesting um like takes on going through this process as a freshman member. Okay. So, Stacy, you got any pop culture for us? Um, I'm trying to remember, like, because we talked about stuff on Friday, but then we didn't record. So um Ken Block passed away in the snowmobile accident. Um, and Jeremy Renner. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, he's in the hospital, but he's doing good. He posted a video the other day on his Instagram. Um, he's smiling. He's going to be okay. So that's good. But I think a lot of people don't realize how, like, um, hard California is being hit by snow and rain and wind. I mean, we're not built for it. I know, like, these conditions in on the East Coast wouldn't be as detrimental. But we just, our climate, our trees our land our rocks our roads are not made for it so it's well, and been... especially after so many years of drought yeah that's what i mean i mean the yeah. ground is like not set up for this amount of rain at once so it's not saturating in right it's causing landslides it's causing trees to fall over you know all this stuff the videos coming out now after this last storm on the beach are incredible to watch i mean part of the wharf going out in santa cruz has come down um where there's the volleyball courts in santa cruz that's all just covered in debris and um capitola had that one i want to say it was zelda's zelda's um restaurant and bar just obliterate it looks like a hurricane hit it You know, there's parts of like Monterey. one, not one. <laughs> well, not so for people who don't know, what Stacy's describing is every 150 to every 160 years, California, the West Coast gets hit by something called an atmospheric river, and it the last time it happened was like 1864 in, yeah, because it was right around the gold rush in like Sacramento. The whole reason that if you were ever in Sacramento and you see buildings put up like they built um like foundations that keep them off the ground level was because of this storm that completely washed out Sacramento the bay so San Francisco bay um acquired we got hit so hard in the 1800s that the San Francisco bay was fresh water for 6 months like it that's how much fresh water rain was was dumped on California in the 1860s. So about every 150 years, every 160 years, and we're like at year like 154 or something, this this atmospheric river comes through and just annihilates the West Coast. I mean, luckily this is the only one we'll see in our lifetime, but like yeah, when they the archaeologists went in and you know they do uh, studies and stuff on the sediment and the the San Francisco Bay and they do it everywhere just to kind of see like our history. But yeah, it was fresh water the entire bay of San Francisco for six months. So That's wild, it's wild. And what that means is, like, yes, we're like the snowpack. They got three feet in one day up in the Sierras. Um, obviously the ocean, the coastal cities are being hit worse just because of the, the influx of wind and, uh, the water pressure. So an atmospheric river, what it's do the reason that the West coast isn't, isn't susceptible to hurricanes is because the Pacific ocean is, is cold and hurricanes only accumulate with hot water below them. So what it's doing is, is it's pulling up in rapid succession. It's been coming along from Japan pulling up salt water and transitioning it into fresh water. And it's just kind of going in these swirls. And now it's all being dumped on California because of uh, once it hits land, it can no no longer sustain that like evaporation transition cycle. Um, Usually the, these storms hit Oregon and Washington just because of, of the way the jet stream blows down from Alaska and Canada but this one, because it started near Hawaii, is hitting California dead on. Like I said, about every 150 to 60 years, this happens to us. 
Now it's good for us because we need rain, right? But like Stacy's saying, we're not built to sustain a week's worth of rain at this level. We're talking like six inches at a time, 12 inches at a time. Right. We didn't ask for like Fucking a Kai, he just texted me with how old were you during the last atmospheric room? Fucking <laughs> 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 uh, Kai. But yeah, it, it's it's wreaking havoc on us, but we won't see it again. Yeah, but I mean, to see it like... Sacramento floods so bad and the outskirts of Sacramento to see a freeway underwater is bonkers. And they're talking about not fixing it because, you know, Caltrans is not responsible for it. It's actually the levee that broke is on private property. So, and it's like, like, it's your fault. You pay your fault. It's your fault. And it's this like old man farmer guy. That's like not answering his phone or whatever, you know? So they're like, (laughs) he's he's not stupid. He's like, just like, I turn on my phone when I need to call somebody. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, like 12 people were injured and one lady was even found in her car on new year's day under the water, you know, so yeah. I'm kind of wondering well, if her death is going to be on this farmer guy. Yeah, trees falling too. There was a two-year-old that died because a tree fell on their house. Like it's the trees it's... falling and that kind of stuff has been bad. The wind was bad last night. Like all the videos I saw and pictures and stuff on Twitter of Sacramento last night was like rough. Yeah. Just giant trees. Like, well, and the reason yeah, Sacramento's then... getting hit is because it's kind of at the base of the Sierras along with it has a lot of rivers that are exposed to it so it has a lot of water like that flows near it so it's kind of in the prime location to get hammered by something like this it's totally i mean like the south side of sacramento is flatlands with rivers and creeks flowing through it so i mean it is just puddling and flooding everything the one Um, thing i noticed that's like so weird with this whole thing is like our door that goes into our garage it like it normally like it just shuts you know it's not shutting because there's so much moisture from our cars going in there and being wet like non-stop they <laughs> like push the garage door closed it's florida i told you even time. even the weather hates florida so bad they moved to california <laughs> yeah. i know but, uh, from the weather bird oh yeah right? so our oak trees are all, we're watching every oak tree because they're old dry oak trees that grow where there's no water. So now that the ground is saturated, every windstorm, we're just like waiting for these oak trees to fall on our house. Right. And Kai was called out yeah. all night last night. He got called out at like 11. Didn't come home until I think 4 or 3.34 and just pumping out water in their their tanks where they have, you know, gas and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, we have no power. Like, we haven't had power. I mean, I have the generator running now, but they don't even know when we'll get power back. And it's our entire county plus into the next county. It's yeah. like thousands of people. So, I mean, it's crazy. Don't yeah. you know anybody at pg and to get that turned back on? You know, my neighbor <laughs> called me this morning and said, um, doesn't he know to turn our power back on first? Like, hello? <laughs> Why do we why do we put up with Kai if he's not gonna do anything? Right. Um, put up with Kai. <laughs> yeah. So he's here for a couple of hours setting up, you know, the generator to keep our refrigerator running and like for us to charge our phones and everything. And he's gonna get called right back out to go out and, you know, do stuff. And the roads are because like you said, the debris, the the 
trees losing all their branches because they're so dry and then the water rushing all that debris out into the roads all the roads are shut down too so if yeah. it's not the flooding it's the, the wind well, and we have two more weeks of it i know that's, yeah. that's what i was gonna say like we at least where we are we seem to be getting little breaks like 12 hours where it doesn't rain so like that helps but yeah, there's still that like all of our creeks and retention basins and all the levees and stuff None of that water has gone down since New Year's. And if it has, it's been like marginal. And so like we have the creek that's next to our house. That's like my biggest concern is, I mean, like I remember it kind of having a little, a little trickle when I was younger, but that thing typically has no water. They did a multi-million dollar creek bed restoration project that I want to say wrapped up like maybe over the summer or something. That whole thing is over is underwater. It's been underwater. It's just the tippy tops of the trees sticking out. It is like that's the thing that's gonna flood. And so that's the thing that like people around here I think don't realize. Like all of those storm drains, all of that, they all dump into that creek. And so the more it rains, the more it like those retention basins go over. It's gonna go into those storm drains. It goes into that creek. Like it is. Well, you guys know in like movies when they flash over like oh so like in Terminator. Where they have like those empty, uh, like that yeah. looks like they would be creeks in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, those, I those saw that. Are you big empty that retention basins? Those were built for this 150 year yeah. atomic or atmospheric yeah, like river. Retention basins don't ever have water. They get used as soccer fields. Yeah. Like out to the city sometimes though. that'll fill up, but this is like bonkers. bonkers. The city of Brentwood is handling it though i mean like you hear about all these people that they call in and the city is so busy they can't get you know their garages end up flooding because they have these like uh trenches out front i don't know what they're called but it's like for the runoff of like cow pastures like whatever they have ditches basically irrigation ditches and so they call and it takes hours but britwood is on top of it i mean my parents had to call for their like culvert being flooded and they were out within the hour and they're like, I think they're really trying to like mitigate as much of it as possible while yeah. like, just a few things at a time until if things flood. Yeah. The problem so, is people are, the people who are assigned to handle it are exhausted. They've been doing this now yeah. for weeks, yeah. like right. weeks. And we and don't have the personnel that like PG&E has. Right. Like it's, it's the same guys or girls over and over and over again and they're just they're exhausted so um on another pop culture news thing um i was gonna bring this up but my 15 year old was actually talking about it so i told her hey you can talk about it on the podcast so kira wants to talk about something else that happened in pop culture yes special Um, guest it's about greta thunberg and andrew tate oh best awesome yeah yeah Yeah. so in case you didn't know, Andrew Tate was banned from Twitter in 2017 for hate speech, but because of the changes that Elon Musk made, he was recently allowed back on the platform. And the first thing he decides to do was, out of nowhere, he made a tweet at Greta Thunberg and said, I have 33 cars. My Bugatti has a W16 8.0L quad turbo. My two Ferrari 812s 
competizones have six point five liters. Just big dick, like that's all it's. Pretending he has a big penis. Lots of transparent stuff. And he said, "This is just the start. Please provide me your email address so I can send you a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions." And she responded and said, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at small, D-I-C-K, energy at getalife.com. <laughs> like the it. best response. <laughs> so Andrew Tate responded and said, thank you for confirming via your email address that you have a small penis. The world was curious, and I do agree, you should get a life. And he responded that in a video. And I think... He probably regretted that later because in his video, he has a pizza box in front of him from a Romanian chain of restaurants. This pizza box allowed the police to locate him and he and his brother were arrested on human trafficking charges. (laughs) Yay! To top it all off, you think it couldn't get better? Greta responded and said, this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love it. Uh, best story uh, also the Romanian police had been tracking him in Romania for a while so but she was able to provide yeah but know. yeah couldn't happen to a better guy for those that don't know who Andrew Tate is he's like if you were to look up toxic masculinity in the dictionary it's just him like being awful to women just listing his cars yeah he's just he's an awful human being and yeah he's sex trafficking like uh, that's also what i think is so funny is that they're all of these motherfuckers are always democrats or the sex traffickers democrats democrats and it always ends up being them (laughs) always can i have a good pop culture one too i guess yeah yeah Damar uh-huh. Hamlin oh, is yeah. awake and extubated, mm-hmm. and they posted a picture of him like 20 minutes ago getting ready to watch the Bills game. He's got like a regular nasal cannula, like he's on regular oxygen. Yeah. Amazing. He even posted a tweet that he... Yeah, he tweeted. He. It's yeah. very bizarre because the whole, the whole thing was like a little triggering for me just because of like my brother had gone into cardiac arrest um, a couple years ago, right around the same time of year. Um, but it's interesting to watch, like, like once they said that it was probably the, like, Commodio Cordis, like, then you have such a, like, such a better outlook than if you had some sort of underlying condition, because it's just, right. you're just looking at damage from the cardiac arrest, the a hard hit, which wasn't very long, the actual hit itself, the, mm-hmm. the CPR, which is going to cause some lung damage and stuff like that. But man, like, he's what a miraculous recovery I would not I felt really not great about it at first but like finding out that's what it was like I think there's a solid chance he plays football again mm-hmm. oh, he like, won't play football I don't I think I heard, saw something that said he will not play football again but I don't, I don't like, know it's kind of like my brother was my brother has a my brother has a heart condition and and a like a defibrillator and all that kind of stuff and he was down I think he was shocked like eight times he got cpr for 30 minutes like no neurological deficits nothing like that so um like damar hamlin like they started cpr immediately well let's hope if he wants to he's able to because they had the aed close by 
they it, got the AED out and started that. He, and- that <laughs> assistant athletic trainer is like, he he saved his life, yeah. like hands down. That's why it's just like, it's yeah. so important for everybody to learn CPR. It's so easy to learn too. Totally. Yeah. You don't have to give breaths anymore. No, no, no. So easy now. No, they teach, yeah, for, for you know, most people. I, I did CPR once on someone. Did you? Literally, I got certified that morning. <laughs> I was finished being certified. I was in uh, medical assistant school. I got certified that morning, went to work that night in a grocery store. Somebody collapsed, and I had to do CPR that night. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. Yeah. We were there. Kind of crazy. Like I will you run and you're like, do I really know how to do this? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna try. Right. <laughs> and, right, because trying's better than nothing. Like I tell people you can't kill them twice. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you have, like I was 19 or 20. Yeah. At the time. And it's just like holy shit. And this was a black guy. So they they never taught us what I will. And one of the things I brought up when I went back to school on the next day is you never taught us about skin color with anything other than a white person. Totally. To look at the coloring of their skin. Like, what does their skin look like? Oh, my God. When she said that, I was like, where is she going with this? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's so true, Donna. Every mannequin. it was true. Like, because I didn't know how to tell. Like, I literally walked. Anyway, it's a huge long story, but I'm not going to go into that. I literally walked into a room. There he was. Mm -hmm. Literally was already dead or had had a heart attack. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I just got trained. I'm trained for this. And yeah. so I, I started CPR on him, but I'm looking at, and one of the things they tell you is to look at their skin color. And, and I'm looking at him like, but he's black. I, I, I can't tell his skin Right. Color. But you they know? don't tell you that kind of stuff. CPR right. mannequins are always, are always fit male white mannequins. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I started it anyway. And then somebody else ran in the room or came in the room and I was like, See if there's a doctor in our store. See if call somebody as I'm doing CPR. And so they did over the PA. You know, they called, you know, for a doctor. And then a doctor came in and started assisting me doing CPR on this guy. And <laughs> it's like, I'll just assist. <laughs> you you got crazy. it under control. Good job. <laughs> yeah, but it was crazy. Like it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. And, you know, but it was like shit. But it is important. It's important yeah. for everybody to know how to and do CPR it. And CPR, so I feel like easy to train it, it now is because easy. You don't, you, there's no breaths anymore. Yeah. You're giving them well, breaths. Well, at the time there giving, was breath. Right. The well, there still there still are, but they'll teach like lay responder, like like compression only CPR. So if you're not comfortable, you don't have a shield. You don't have any right. of those things. Like the most important. Oh, believe me, I was in this guy's mouth. I was, because at the time, yeah. that's not what they taught. They taught his mouth and heart, and I was like, mm. yeah. going through his mouth and doing this. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It was like, that's what I was taught. It's a workout. You know, how to do yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. You know? Yeah, and so then, everybody, if you don't, if you don't have one, go get a, go get, go get certified. It literally could save something. It saved my brother's life. He went I into know. cardiac arrest at work. Yeah. I don't even think they had an AED. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't shock him until the paramedics got there. Yeah. That that person did CPR, his coworker, for such a long time until EMS arrived. And so and it literally saved his life. Yes. 
I 100% believe in it because, you know, and like I said, I got <laughs> forced to do it or not, for, but I mean, I was thrown into it like the day I got certified. Yeah, that's you probably remembered it better than everyone else though. Huh? That's you true. probably remembered it better than anyone else. Oh my God. Yeah, probably. But oh my God. <laughs> Didn't think I'd have to actually use it. But uh, yeah. Joel, Space Corner. So N NASA has a 38-year-old satellite in the air right now that's retired, but it's about to fall out of the sky tonight. Oh. 54,000 pounds, and they think most of it is going to burn up in the atmosphere on its way down, but there's still going to be some pieces falling to the ground, so they think it's, well, it's coming down. If you see Julie out there with her flashlight, mind your business. Yeah. So there's a 1 in 9,400 chance it's gonna hit somebody i'm like those aren't great odds like <laughs> it's not one in a million <laughs> one in 9400 that's not that many considering how big the world is and they have no idea where it's gonna fall or how it's gonna move up. that's so hard yeah to try and figure out like where exactly that thing would land they don't know i mean coming even coming through the atmosphere it could shift it could blow away so out of 54,000 pounds again they think most of it's gonna burn up but uh it's coming down, so it's supposed to land tonight, but given, like, gravity and, you know, all of the elements coming back to Earth, it's it's a 13-hour period. They think it might be early Monday morning, you know, whatever, but starting tonight, we're looking at a 13-hour period of where this 54,000-pound retired satellite's going to come crashing down to Earth, which I'm really Hopefully it hits the ocean. You would think, but could you imagine being a fish in there? Like, what the? F <laughs> <laughs> they don't get any news alerts. They're not on Twitter. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> well, depending on how many pounds crash, can you imagine the the wave? Uh -huh. Being a boat and being like, what in the? <laughs> right now, go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. So. So heads yeah, up, everybody! Cool. Like, <laughs> pay yeah, attention. So we're we're gonna do something a little different today. Instead of obsessed with, I can see the pain on Stacy and Aaron's faces. Which <laughs> <laughs> Stacy? Oh, Dempsey for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we. Jax gives us like thirty seconds to two minutes for for what we're obsessed with, and they always take like ten minutes each. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of obsessed with today we are going to do advice you'd give to your 17 year old self oh. <laughs> listen you all got the email i don't know why everyone's rolling their eyes now we're starting off the new year it's our first podcast of the new year which is why we didn't just skip this week yeah so advice for your 17 year old self i think um high school doesn't matter yeah none of the friends that you have i mean like some people say friends and, and they're still friends we with were them. friends when you were in high school I, okay I, I shouldn't say friends the acquaintances you have in your classes your classmates that judge you or that you're worried or judging you a they're just as worried about themselves they're not paying attention to you 
those people, the rumors, you breaking up with your wife, whatever the hell, that shit doesn't matter as soon as you graduate. As soon as you graduate, it's like a totally different ball game and none of those people matter. And karma, karma always makes things work out how they're going to be. So just do the right thing so that your karma is on track and you don't have to feel guilty for, you know, whatever it may be or feel like, oh, did I cause this or, you know, just do good and karma will make everything work out. Good. I like that one. Um, I think I would probably tell myself to stop trying to be an adult. Like you're going to get saddled with adult shit and adult responsibilities way sooner than you want to anyways. So to stop trying to like parent my parents and try and take care of everybody and, and do that kind of stuff and just enjoy being young. Um, I think I would tell myself to do more dumb shit and not be I would have told you to do more dumb shit if we'd been friends when you were 17. (laughs) Uh, I'm giving myself the opposite advice of safety. (laughs) And to just enjoy myself more. Yeah. Erin. I would tell myself that believe it or not. The high school bullying does not stop when you're older. So grow a thick skin and remember that most people that hate you are just unhappy with their own lives. They hate you because they ain't you. Hey. I like that. Jules? I I would tell myself to stop worrying that if I'm not good enough or that if I'm not going to be successful enough or maybe I'll never make enough money or like losing sleep over stuff like that, that everything has a way of working itself out and you are what you put in. And yeah, that everything has a way of working itself out and that you get what you give. And- That's interesting. Cause 17 year old Julie seemed so carefree to me mm-hmm. that I well, didn't I even... was, when I was 17, I was carefree, but when I got into my 20s... 17-year-old Julie was a pain in the ass. <laughs> 17-year-old Julie and 17-year-old Stacy needed to switch what they were doing. <laughs> probably, but as I got older, I stressed a lot about, like, you know, being successful and doing... And, like, just life just has a way of working itself out. And if you work hard and you want to do good you're gonna do good and i um yeah that's what i would say you you get out of the world what you put into it yeah and that would be my advice to myself mine would be and then we'll go to mom because she looks like she's really thinking hard about this um mine would be only because i think 17 was a really long (laughs) (laughs) mine would be that uh you're actually okay with exactly who you are and stop trying to change it. And that, yeah. And that you're going to save yourself years of self-loathing and hatred and trying to force things that aren't meant to be by just accepting that you're okay and everything's going to work out. That's a good one. We could do 27 for you, mom. (laughs) 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 Now, honestly, 
honestly, all I would say is, because um, I was at 17, shit, I didn't really give a shit about much of anything. Just having fun. You're not supposed to. Much like you. <laughs> what I was supposed to be doing. Um, YOLO. But if I could talk back to myself, I would just say, moving forward in life, like, just trust your gut. Had I known I had the children I was going to have, like, trust your children. Trust their take on people. Um, and well, well, well. <laughs> I have the tables have turned. <laughs> and, 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 and true, and just believe in karma. You got to believe in karma. Hmm. Yep. So that's. I believe in karma for sure. I like the children part. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah. I've, I think I've said it on here before. If 12-year-old me could have sat down with 12-year-old Alexis and Alexis and just hung out with her for a little while, 12-year-old me would have been like, I get these cool-ass kids, like, when I'm older. Okay, I don't care about anything else, you know? Like, that's what really matters. Not the stupid cool. shit that you're worried about. Cool-ass kids, Stacey. You do. I know, but 12-year-old Alexis yeah. was more like 12-year-old me. 12-year-old Kira was like, is, like, wilder, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, so either cool. of them, to be able to so see, cool. like, this is what I get to have later. Like, why am I worried about friends or boys? This is what really matters later. Like, these yeah. cool-ass kids that I get to have. Right. But you have cool-ass kids. Both of them. You do have cool kids. You do too. I do. <laughs> They're both right here. Her, you have cool ass dogs. <laughs> very cool dogs. I do. I do. I have some cool dogs. Insight is wasted on the old, you know? Yep. <laughs> yes, you have. Everyone has cool dogs. <laughs> <Mic drop. laughs> everyone's dogs are very cool <laughs> i have cool dogs too <laughs> uh all right guys that is it for us this week um i'm like just now tipsy this is so stupid well you drink slow <laughs> i know if i had advice for 17 year old stacy it'd be get better at binge drinking uh, <laughs> I wish we were friends. God had gotten you into some shit. Oh, that's a good one. What advice would you have given each other to seventeen-year-old selves? Oh, are we uh, doing that right now? On that, <laughs> we'll do that on a different one. I have yeah. probably hit on Dempsey a lot and told her to come hang out. <laughs> so you're Aaron. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! No, I would have never. <laughs> I, I had no idea I was like girl Erin would be my friend but she'd offer to put lotion on my arms yes <laughs> I'd be like I can reach your back do you need me yeah, to you're it? too dry <laughs> I would have been like Baxley Tracy get her to come hang out <laughs> hang out this weekend <laughs> uh, I, I knew 17 year old Stacy and I didn't have any good advice for her we just got in trouble yeah no, you Jackson Julie because you were my favorite people like I don't we did everything my like, house <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guys were at my house all the time drinking vodka out of coffee cups yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking wine out of a box you know <laughs> oh yeah, god remember classy. the wine mom used to arts taste have really improved since we had to drink mom's alcohol that you know? <laughs> yeah, out of a box. that was Jesus hey you did the uh, trick though popular <laughs> 
Oh my awful. God. It's just <laughs> juice. It's just juice, dog. Uh, guys, that's it for us this week. Uh, enjoy your your Monday, I guess. If you're in California, stay safe. Um, and yeah, make good choices. Have the best week available to you. Yeah. Bye. 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 Fierce Fan Media.